We are live, people. Brothers and sisters! Brothers and sisters! I don't know what this world is coming to! What's up, what's up, what up, y'all? You tapped into the full disclosure show. I'm Derek Lamont Williams the first. We got Barbara Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa, Lisa, the little lady in the house. And we want to wish everybody out there a happy Father's Day. And you see, we got joined my two sons. Y'all seen them before. Derek Lamont Williams and second day Mel Williams. What's up? What's up, everybody? What's up, brother? What's up? Thank you for joining us. Yes, Thank indeed. Yes, us. indeed. What's hey, good with it? Hey, man, isn't this like the first day of summer yesterday and today? Was it that summer? Today, first day of summer. Still Gemini season. These damn Gemini, they don't go nowhere, do they? <laughs> what the hell? Yes, indeed. Shout out to my man. Happy Father's Day, Rummy Rome. What's up, Ron. Deep Momo time? What's going on, y'all? How we feeling? How we feeling? Hey, man, we, we in here. We, we made it another day, right? Yes, indeed. Another, day, another dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Another day, another riot. Sending all the positive, Same shit, positive man. energy to my man, D.L. Ugly, who collapsed during one of his shows. I don't know if y'all seen the video. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. So, you know, he got COVID now. So, you know, well wishes energy to him. Everything's, you know what I mean? It's crazy out here. Yeah, he made a video afterwards. Yeah, I seen that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's scary, man. In the middle of the show, he was talking, and you can see he started fumbling his word. Yeah, the next thing you know, he was symptoms. out. Yeah. So. I got to get tested for it on Tuesday. It's a requirement for the health, all health care workers got to have a test by July 2nd. And the National Guard is coming to the, uh, to the nursing home, and they're going to test us all. Yeah, they did that at my mother's nursing home. My <laughs> sister worked. National Guard conducted the test, and I'm glad to say nobody had it. Good. Yeah, good. You know, <clears throat> not a fan of. Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's like is they is they give it is y'all giving it to me? Yeah, you know, plan damn it. <laughs> I don't want a couple of people I work like man. You want to give us? Everybody act like getting tested is a good thing. All right. Hopefully, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody who rocking with us. We approaching our hundredth episode. We approaching our hundredth episode, and we trying to figure out what should we do. So maybe y'all y'all can help us out, man, with some suggestions. And uh, you know, we want you know with with everything that's going on, we want to do something. So uh, yeah, give us give us some comments. You know what I'm saying? Give us some ideas what we might be able to do for. our a hundred up we 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 at ninety eight? Yeah, we're yeah we wanna do something. So I'll let your boy, man. You know, we wanna just wanna get into the thing real quick. I want you know I I think I did last year what I wanted to do was just shout out some of the you know, the the, the men out there that's just, you know, standing up for their families, standing up for their communities. You know, I, I think it's important to Give people the flowers while they can smell them. You know what I mean. So, you know, we we talk about so much negativity. You know what I mean. We talk yeah. about so much, and and light of everything negative gets the light. The positive, the people, the soldiers out here every day. You know what I mean. That's that's, that's leading by example, leading by voice. You know. So, I just want to take the time out. Happy Father's Day to to my 
surrogate father, John Rankin, who was who was one of the, you know, I tell people all the time, one of the one most important people in my life who, you know, and I see a lot of things that he, he instilled in me that I didn't even realize, you know what I mean, that has come into fruition as I become an adult, you know. He took an interest in all of us, man, you know, Rich, like, yeah. he took it, he, he took all the young men, and even when the crack epidemic here, when all of, or a lot of the cats were strung out, yeah. our role models was, he was, he was there, he took, and, and you know, he was always active and he always let us know he cared. That's true. And that, you know, I try to incorporate. That's just something that, long way, bro. yeah, that's just something that was born in me from him. You know what I mean? So I give him all the kudos, credit. Russell, Russell, Russell Ferris, Ferris, you know, yeah. who, who put us to work in the garden. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, who, why, why you think yeah, my garden? Right, right yeah, yeah, you, you know, know and that's everything. When I see a garden, I think of garden. Yeah. I think of him. The first yeah, time I ever ate a cucumber yeah. was our Russell Ferris garden. You know what I mean? So shout out, you know, to Mr. Ferris. Yeah, all the. You know, all the fathers, all the fathers who, stepdads, you know what I mean? Everybody is doing what the uncles who, in, in there, in case some of the dads that ain't doing what they're supposed to do. You got uncles, you got, you know, grandfathers, everybody, man, that steps up. Uncle Daddy. Yeah, coaches, <laughs> you know what I mean? All the coaches out there that, you know, the basketball coaches, we, we, you know, we out there uh, uh, for free, you know what I mean, trying to help and do things, whatever, so... You know, all the, the, the forgotten people, the, the people who, when you watch these athletes, these entertainers, they tell their stories. Mm -hmm. You know, it's never an I, it's always a team. Yeah. And you always see them go back. The coach who, in sixth grade, that made me, you know, do the extra lap, or the teacher and such and such, you know. Yeah. You always hear these stories of the people who are in the people's lives, you know, that uh, I was just watching the, uh, Dr. Davis, uh, it was a song with the top hip hop song that changed the world, and uh, the Latifah's manager, I forget his name, he was talking about how he was a knucklehead and he was running, you know, running around, and Latifah's mom pulled him to the side and said, "Boy, you got to be the smartest dumb person I know." You know what I mean? And like she, she took interest to him. She went to his mama's house and said, "This is what he's doing." Da da da. And then from that moment on. He became Latifah's manager, <laughs> and so far and so on. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they was, and they was both going to school together. So it's like these, the, the people, in, you know, in the schools, in the streets, just, you know, t pulling the young bloods to the side and just talking to them. You know, when you yeah. know they're going a certain way. You know, I just want to shout all them type of people out, man, and show love. Let let you know we see you. We see you. Hey, can I just ask that the people in the comments, if you want somebody to hear Happy Father's Day, write their name down there. Let them know you're thinking about them. Mo Montown said, uh, Gemini right here, June 9th, 65 years old. Happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Good evening, Veronica Thornton. She said, Happy Father's Day. Uh, thank George you, thank Staples you, thank said, you. Peace, love, light, Happy Father's Day. What's going on, <laughs> Sheila? Robert Marks, Happy Father's Day to you, too. What's going on, Sheila? Hey, she said, hey, hey, brother. So, uh, no, that, that's wonderful. Now, y'all y'all the young one, before we get to y'all, maybe we have Lisa say something that I, I want to know <laughs> outside of your dad, you know, somebody who had a positive influence as a uh, male in y'all life. Maybe it is a coach. Hey, let's hear it now. Yeah, you got to go ahead and share. Uh, there's one that do come to mind. Uh, his name is Shalom Marizzi. Uh When I graduated last year, First, first job I ever had. Not the first, 
Really, I mean, really was the first. First, getting real money. You know what mm-hmm. what I'm the other one, you was getting paid, but you weren't getting paid. So, <laughs> you was working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah he, he gave me rides to work. He was he was the coordinator, by the way. So he was he was in charge of of all of us because pretty much everybody who was doing this program were already in high school or most of us had graduated. And so he was, you know, he was the coordinator. He was in charge of all of us, and like he just a great, great leader, great, great, great figure. I think he'd be flattered to know that you even saying that, yeah. you know, that you speaking his name in such a positive light when he's not around. It's one thing to say something nice about somebody when they're there, yeah. when they're there is another thing when they when they're not. I mean, and, and what about you, Bill? Like I, I go back to the, I mean, the McKinley days because like, a lot of our coaches were teachers and security guards, so they were around us more than just the football field. So like Coach Boo, Coach Ty, uh, Coach Reardon, you know what I mean? Uh, Coach Pat, like, cause they, they, like one thing, especially my senior year of uh, the coaching crew, they were very hands-on with the students. It wasn't just let's run some plays and go home. They were very interactive, you know what I mean? They was, they wanted to know about what was going on in life and school grades and, you know what I mean? They, they weren't, uh, stingy about rides home. They made, you know what I mean. Like they were a very, uh, it was a family coaching staff. So, and like I just remember because I got hurt my senior year and had the surgery, and I transitioned to manager and I was helping out with the coaches. So I was in the coach's room as well as the locker room with the players. So I was getting a lot of, you know what I mean, extra, you know what I mean, just interaction with these with these men. So like I said, Coach Boo, Ty Reardon, Coach Patterson. Uh, Coach Harris, you know what I mean? Just the, the whole staff was crazy. So, uh, like, everyone that coached at McKinley my, my 2017 year, like, definitely everyone had an impact in some way, shape, or form. You know, whether it's a story they shared with me uh, or something they taught me advice, you know what I mean? One of them made me promise them that I was going to do law school, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because they knew, like, if I would get sent to the bad office, I was good at talking my way out of the He's like, man, you could have promised me you you do law school, or whatever. So just just everybody probably was, still stuck in your mind. Yeah, it, 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 it still it still creeps in there here and there. What, like, what's one of y'all members of your own father? Something that he might have said to you that that resonates. Something you find yourself he said to you that you find yourself saying or repeating or, or taking with. I, I I got one, and, and I said this the other day. It's funny. It, it, I think it was yesterday or the day before. I was at uh, my friend's house, uh, and it was they asked me if we needed something. And then one thing he always said that I'll never forget is it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You know what I mean? So, and like I'd be reciprocating that to everybody. And they'd be like, man, should we take this? Should we take I just, that, that, that <laughs> same quote. Say <laughs> That's that. your credo, guys. And they'd be like, yeah, you got a good point. You better bring it. So, that, like, that one, that's like the first thing that pops into my mind is that uh, one uh, quote right there. Well, to me, uh, and it's crazy because I can I can remember exactly where I was when it happened when he said it. I, I could have been three, four, five. You know, he and it is it's, it's, it's a common common saying, common phrase. If you put your mind to it, you can do anything. That's what's up. But it's you know these last few years, you know you start to you you you, know, you understand what it means no, then, yeah. but like as you get older, you start to see just how true that statement is. That's like that, I can go back that many years and just remember that when he told me that, and I'm seeing it come to come to fruition. You get choked up, you know what I'm saying? You get choked up over here, you know what I'm saying? It's, hey man, and the one thing for y'all, for y'all, I just want to say, like, when we talk about 
I think it's a, every person's responsibility to give back. You know, we talk about celebrities and when we talk about, you know, don't expect whatever, but it ain't just celebrities, it's everybody. You know, you get to a point, there's a, there's different ways you can give back. You know what I mean? To your community and, and like mentoring, coaching, you know, doing different things like that. that I think that's everybody, especially if you're black. I think that's part of your responsibility and a lot of that I got from John. You know what I mean? Hey, if you just tuning in, we're talking about fathers and positive role models. Uh, so, y'all, shout out your dads or some positive male role model that was in yeah, your life. Yeah, so we can shout them out. We're going to shout them out on the show. What's going on, Deidre Ashford? Uh, we got some more people. Oh, yeah, Selena, you there too? Tony Reeves, what's going on, nephew? Jerome Jackson, Romy Rome. Happy Father's Day, bro. Happy so, Father's Day. I hit him. Yeah, he about. said, get us spread love today and every day. Let's forgive ourselves so we can forgive others. Black Lives Matter. Yes, That's sir. Miss Lisa Lisa. Yeah, so I want to just say Happy Father's Day to you two guys. Because you two guys are dope ass fathers. Thank you. Thank and, like, I think that a lot of. Um, Absent fathers can take notes from you two guys because you two are dope. Y'all work, work seven days a week, hella hours, and y'all still there being parents, being father, not just being a father, but parenting. And y'all also mentor and talk to young fellas that you see, you know. Let me give this fella some advice. So I just want to say you guys are dope-ass fathers, and oh, thank, thank you, you for being a father. And... Uh, I don't have the most best relationship or tightest relationship with my father at this moment and for a long time but he did growing up he was around in my life when I was younger you know what I'm saying and um, when I was younger he did give me good sound advice you know so I don't just want to throw him away like he was never around and he's just so horrible you know what I'm saying but he's not well I'm just going to stay positive. But one of the things that he told me was uh, always look at your glasses being half full. And so that always stuck with me. So I always look Come on at my through, bro. subject being half half full. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm damn sure ain't where I don't want to be. So he did give me that. And um, I give a shout out to my stepdad, mom, my mother's late mother's boyfriend, husband, whatever you want to call him, common law husband, you know what I'm saying? He's always been there for me and always helped me out, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of call him before I call somebody else, you know, but I just want to give a shout out to him. As crazy as he may be, and he drives me crazy, you know what I'm saying? But I do appreciate him being in my life and being there for me. So, yeah guys are dope ass fathers and I do think that it is important for the positive black men in our community to mentor and give <laughs> guidance and give these positive images to our young black men because we don't have that and that's not to say you go go out there and buy them things and whoop them or whatever no not that because sometimes I think people get mentoring and just being positive image, they get them kind of confu confused. Mm -hmm. So I do think that is uh, the men in our communities 
job to spread those positive vibes out there. Well, we got some comments. Sheila Turner said, uh, shout out to Leonard Edwards, one of the best fathers on the planet. Uh, to our children, love you and you deserve the world. That's beautiful. Uh, shout out to Shayla and Joshua. Jerome Jackson uh, is back. Okay, oh, he said, <laughs> Jerome Jackson around the corner. Come yeah, on through, Yeah, I was just telling him, come on, come on through. Hey, I want to say uh, a bunch of what you said, Derek. Shout out to John Rankin. I got a chance to holler at him like like an uncle to me. You know, Mr. Ferris, once again, uh, you, you, y'all hearing some of the same names. These men who had an impact, who didn't have to take time with us, but did. Uh, you know, I, I spoke to Roosevelt Pendleton today. Shout out to Penn. You know, Roosevelt Pendleton. Barbers, man. And that's what, yeah. the, you know, the barbers, barbers in the community, they play that role. Don't they? You know, we go to They're the barber shop. Yeah, and you, and you build this relationship, you know what I mean? And Penn was the, that guy, you know what yeah. I mean? Penn, we, you know, go to Penn and get your hair cut, go to Penn and hang out, you get know. off the bus, Penn's still open, stop in there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, so we, we holler for a minute, man. He's, he's a great, but 78 years old, still doing it. Yeah. So Roosevelt Pendleton, they named the street after him. If, you, if you're from St. Clair, you know what we're talking about, you know. Uh, also, i like to shout out Walter Freeman, you know. Yeah. He came later in my life, but he's he been nothing but a steady dude. You know, I appreciate him. And just all, all the mentors. I had people who were in my age group, you know, when I think about Phil Nicholson, I think about Ray Grady, Rob Owens. And we just lost Lamont yesterday. You know, Lamont was such a positive brother, you know. Uh, Not Lamont, Washington. Lamont passed away, man. Lamont Washington? Yeah, yeah, man. We we'll talk about it after I sent you a text. You said Lamont. I was like, I'm thinking Lamont didn't just didn't occur to me. Yeah, I'm like, not Lamont Washington. Yeah, he just had a heart attack yesterday. What? So rest in peace. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, back when I was trying to interview for my banking job, Lamont was like, yeah, come here, young man. Got my tie together for me. And uh, gave me the secret on how to tuck my uh, my shirt so it looked tight. Back then, I had no belt. You know? <laughs> I was ripped. So like, yeah, just put your shirt in your underwear and then pull it all the way down. And that thing stayed tight and tucked all day. Um, that's that's one of the things he gave me. Um, but, you know, I was telling Pen, Pen gave me something because we were talking about advice you got. I don't know if this is so much advice, but it, well, something he said, I was complaining about going to weddings a lot. I was in the wedding almost every week, it seemed like. And that costs money. It's like $150 for a tux. You know, you, you, I'm, I'm doing that plus the gifts and stuff like that. So uh, I was complaining. Pierre stopped me. He said, hold on, young blood. He said, I'm going to tell you what somebody told me. He said, don't ever complain about going to weddings. When you're young, you go to weddings. The older you get, you're going to go to more funerals. So enjoy the fact that you're able to go to these weddings. And I, I remember that. And sure enough, the older you get, you start going to a funeral. So enjoy your friends getting married that time of life. Y'all y'all in the, the, the spring and summer of your life, enjoy that. You know, if I can give you anything. We got some more comments down here, D. Hey, what's up, Dominique Nunu Scott? She said, happy Father's Day. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Jerome said, aside, uh, aside of me, I want to say there are two humbly solid bros on this show that exemplify strength, courage, and commitment. And that comes with being... Uh, I was saying, I was a, dad. a dad. Oh man, I appreciate that, Roman. Appreciate Roman. it, man. You know. Uh, so hold on, we got some more down here. Hey, Jewel. What's up, Jazana Staples? Oh, thank you. I can't. I can't read that, Sheila. That's that blowing myself up. But that was really <laughs> sweet. Thank you so much. Uh, 
I, I feel the love today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just see everybody but my, my daughters in town. They ain't even drop by. Oh, I'll read it. Yeah, I'll read it. Hold on. Miss Sheila Turner you said, Richard, you are always rose to the occasion. You make me proud to know you. You are an amazing man, father, and friend. We love you. Keep reaching past the stars. I will co-sign all oh, that, Miss Sheila. Tell me more about my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 let me let me let me pile on, man. You know, Rich is definitely an an amazing father. He was a father before me, of course, and I was able to watch him. Shout out to Otis Hope. Happy Otis birthday, Hope, Easy O. Can't forget about Otis Hope. Hey, hey my uncle Timmy. Yeah, Uncle Man, Timmy. Uncle Shout Timmy. out to Uncle Timmy who terrified me to death. Happy belated you know birthday. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, terrified me to death. You know what I mean? But uh, these are, you know, like I said, y'all entered fatherhood before me, and I was able to watch you guys' journey. Tone, shout out to you, Tone yeah, Bone. Tone I hit you up early. Yeah. I was able to watch my contemporaries. These yeah. were the guys who were the same age as me entering the fatherhood and 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 both foot like it was nothing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I'll admit like when you, I don't know if you experienced this, but when I was going to be a dad, it was scary. Like I was like, what kind of father would I be? I wasn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, because when you ain't never done, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah and we have to see, right, right. And you ain't never, like, you know, and you know, so I would tell myself, you know, I had the experience being, my mom being a single mother and yeah. having two brothers. Which with a lot of that, I real I, I realized I didn't realize at the time, but you know when once I became a father, I realized how much that helped me. You know how much because it was an easy transition, but it was because I basically was raised with my brothers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I had that experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know that was that was huge, and I didn't you know you don't think about this stuff at the time. You know, when you're growing up, you mad. So you got to go outside. Take your brothers with you. <laughs> I don't want to take these rides. But you know, but then you, you know, that that built became a part of who I am, and that was how I was able to transition into fatherhood pretty seamlessly. You know, but I was terrified. Man. I, I was terrified. I was like, am I gonna be? I'm gonna be a shitty father. You know, I don't know. You don't meet my list, shitty dads. <laughs> I don't know. I remember the day when both of y'all were born. I'm running to the hospital. Mercy, yeah. Mercy Hospital in Kent, right? Hey, man, but, but what's crazy is, That's you so know, and the yeah. thing, your mind can play a lot of tricks on you and a lot of indoctrination, like a lot of, and I can't speak for a lot of men who don't step up to the plate, but I know that, like, you're expected to be, like, when you have a child, now it's like you super, like, you, I'm a father now. You know what I mean? And a lot of people... So esteem is like, you know, I ain't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with that. I'm not good enough to be a father. So in their, a lot of times in their minds, they feel like me not being there can, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, because I'm not good enough. I see it, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm not good enough to be a dad. And, and, and I, and I experienced that myself. Like you be, your mind played tricks on you. Like, I, I, am I worthy enough? But what I've understood is you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. You know, none of us is perfect. We all fought. You know, you just got to be there. If you're there, everything else will work itself out. You know what I mean? So, hey, Can I say this one thing? I know I've been talking to you, but I got to say this. I want to shout out the women who kept it quiet today. Yeah. Who didn't say I was a mama <laughs> and a daddy. Shout out to y'all. This is probably the first year that I ain't see that 
that we got to enjoy Father's yeah, Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So mama get the extravagant bill, you know, daddy, he get the frozen dinner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got your dinner in the microwave yeah, oven, yeah, though. Yeah. I got I got breakfast cooked for me this yeah, morning, yo. It was wonderful. Yeah, me too. Sucking I can't you tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dasley, and Lisa Lisa, the little lady in the house with special guest stars, my two wonderful sons. And before we go on to the next topic, I have to say I couldn't be prouder of the two young men that you guys are becoming, have became. It's incredible to see y'all at this point, you know what I mean? And I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't be prouder of y'all. So we're going to... You know, we, we, we're going to get a little bit, you know, uh, uh, tap the energy down a tad bit. Wait, happy Father's Day to Jerome Jackson Sr. Okay. Jerome Jackson, just shout out. What's up, Lexi? So, I do want to give a shout out to my cousins. Mucho. Yeah, shout out to Mucho. Every time you say that name, Mucho, man, you my dude, man, but I swear that's the funniest thing to me. Happy Father's Day, Mucho. And also Marcus. 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 Oh, yeah. Those yeah, are two great fathers. He's, he's a great father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see him with his kids all the time. Shout out. Happy Happy Father's Day, Marcus. We're going to get into the social father? media post of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Dana. I ain't seen him in a minute. Dana, Dana, my brother, Damon. Happy Father's Day, Damon. I meant to call you earlier. I'll call you after the show. <laughs> I try to cue that up while you doing that, D. You was, I think we got you off. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, shout out to Damon. Happy Father's Day, my, my brother. Oh, is that my child watching the show? Yeah, yeah. My child who I haven't seen today. <laughs> they start, start being a black guilty. <laughs> Where's my other child I haven't seen? Hey, even Trent spoke to me today. I feel special. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Good morning. <laughs> Y'all tapped in to the full disclosure show. We're going to go ahead and get into the social media post of the week. Dick Dasley. All right, so hey, I was going to cue something up, but, you know, maybe it's too upsetting. We're we doing something positive, but I got to talk about it. Um, it was, uh, with everything going on, it's probably the most tone-deaf thing you can do. There's a viral video going around while I'm talking about it. I'm typing it up so I can pull it up for you. I wasn't going to show it because we was on the positive yeah, yeah, vibe yeah, today. Yeah. And I don't know if I should. should, should is this yeah, we're going to play it. Go ahead and okay. cue it up. All but right, keep, I'm, keep. I'm gonna cue it up. All right, so. Excuse me. What, in case y'all ain't aware, you know, a lot of positive things happening, even though the world is crazy. Um, there was a, a situation in Harlem where this young man was talking to a girl. And uh, here it is. And uh, he hits this girl in the face with a skateboard. And his buddies laugh. And, uh, you know, his name's been plastered all over social media, the whole nine. He took down his accounts, you know. Uh, he closed all his accounts. People posted his address, his phone number, everything. And uh, it was quite a few men who said, hey, we just want to go talk to this young man. Now, you know, hopefully the conversation includes a little discipline, you know. Uh, I don't know how old this young man is. Uh, I would hope that he's a young man. I wouldn't hope this is a grown man that's doing something like this. Uh, to this he was lady. a young man. I've seen the video. Okay, so I have it queued up. It's going to be kind of small on the screen, um, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, add this in real quick. You know, I like I say, I hate to show certain things <laughs> on the screen, but... You know, hey, we're going to keep it 100, right? This mm -hmm. is a full disclosure full show. Full disclosure show, baby. So, you know, um, it's very tone deaf. We're sitting here, we're talking about 
police brutality and the whole nine, and then to have his brother just come in and brutalize this young lady. I'll just show this clip with you. What state was this? This is in New York. Harlem, New York. Bear with me, people. Here we go. Now, I heard somebody said, what's wrong with you? Now, I didn't catch that before. But you, you hear the laughter? Yeah. You see the reaction? Oh, no, we'll play it one more time. Sorry about the graphic nature. I should have warned y'all. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> All right, so, you know, one of, one of his boys sounded like they checked him immediately, but it was a lot of laughter. Um, that's uncalled. That's uncalled for. There's no, no reason to do something like that to a young lady. We sitting here, we talking about, we saying we don't want police brutality, not, don't brutalize each other, especially man and woman. We're going to have fights. That's just human nature. But that's just over the top. We got to start protecting our women. If the, these were real young men, I know in the way we grew up, somebody would have put hands on him. With the, with the cats we grew up with, Woodside, Franklin, yeah. 09, you name it, 10 5, somebody would have touched him. Because that's somebody's sister, that's somebody's daughter, happen. that's somebody's <laughs> auntie. And then we go, I want you to share that story. Somebody would have put hands on him. We cannot get so far away from being desensitized to violence that we let this type of stuff happen to our women. It's going to be conflicts. Dallas female on female, that's one thing. I still don't think it's uncalled for to, to take a cheap shot just because she didn't want to talk to you or whatever the situation was. And I know people are trying to find her her name to donate some money to her, make sure she's okay, because I'm I'm pretty sure she probably had to have some sort of surgery after that. You know, <laughs> so he, he cocked her. So since we got younger people here, I, I want to hear what y'all thoughts are uh, before I pass it on to Lisa. Well, before before I get into that, did you? Uh, there was another similar video going around. These guys, black, and they uh, dumped this black woman into a trash garbage can. Did you see about that? Did you see that? No. That's what I thought you were about to pull up there. Oh no. Before, but no. Yeah, stuff like that. There's just no reason. That's all, that's all I can say. I don't know. What else is this? If she didn't want to talk to you, just she didn't want to talk to you. Keep keep it moving. So keep it moving. All the extra stuff is, is uncalled for, unnecessary. And it should just never get to that point. And like I said, it should it should it needs to be corrected. It should have been nipped in the bud right corrected. there. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that it's and like it seems like any any time conflict like this happens, it's cameras. Which is a double. It's you know. It's almost like they're doing it for the camera. Yeah, and I was yeah. that's where I was going to go with it. Like yeah. The uh, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I mean about the cameras. It, it it seems like when the cameras are on, you kind of tend to do something a little more extra, just because you know the, the viral kind. You know, it's like it's a dirt. Like let's just say there's back in the day where no cameras around. Not saying that you're not gonna wild out like that, but I'm saying you're just less likely. No, to, it was the same thing because remember when you in, when y'all get ready to fight and then it's two people yeah. and then it's three people and then it's like oh get his ass yeah. and now you now the crowd yeah. yeah now the crowd where you didn't really want to fight but now, <laughs> <laughs> but you know and now you got to think now times that times a hundred yeah. you know with the, yeah with the cameras so like yeah with the whole everyone wants to stay viral moment and a lot of people don't have any 
your morals and they don't care. What, what would you do, do in a situation like that? You there, you see that that's your boy. The, uh, that that the guy that, that hit the, the hit the girl. I, I mean, you, like I said, we need to govern ourselves when we talk about the how the, the police concept, how we have people who aren't in our neighborhoods, who don't have love for our neighborhoods, police in our go. neighborhoods. That can't happen. So like I said, if you're from the neighborhood and you have love for the neighborhood, you're gonna actually want to police it in the righteous way because you have actual love and genuine care for the people. Let's say that. So like I said, it, when it, it's, it's, it goes deeper than just, oh yeah, that's my friend. It's just like, it's what's right, what's righteous. You know what I mean? Like, and if we, like I said, when we, we have to get back to self-governing and like it's getting to a point where i don't even want police in the situations like i can mm-hmm. handle it myself yeah. you know what i mean because when you have a righteous conscience you know you know what i mean like i said if i kill someone i don't need a bible or anything to tell me that's right or wrong that's yeah. just instinct i know off rip that's wrong okay yeah. so with that being said it's just like if you're in a situation where that's your man's doing something like that it goes deeper than oh that's my friend it's, no you, you know, gotta check to, you have to check that you gotta you know check it so. Can't have that element in our neighborhood. Hold on, we got some comments, Lisa, before we go to you. Uh, what's up, Lily? Lily on Leisha Battle on. She said, Happy Father's Day, gentlemen. Great show. Shondell Wright, man. That's a great dad right there, too. Happy Father's Day. Nikki Dickerson, she said, Happy Father's Day. What's going on? All right, so, Lisa, should I show the video again or do we have enough? Did you, I'm hopefully, good. everybody saw it. Um, so, I do got a comment from Veronica. She says, He was way too comfortable doing that in the moment. That may be the first time his boys witnessed it, but it ain't his first time. Wow. Definitely agree with what she said. Uh, I think it just goes right in line with the fact that social media, TV, and everything that comes with it has desensitized us and has given us the, the image to disrespect women not just black women, but women, period. Uh, we see women disrespecting themselves in these mo- movies, not movies, these music videos, and just on social media, period. So to disrespect a woman is norm. So it was nothing for this man to hit her. It's like in sometimes in the younger generation, younger kids, not all kids, but in the younger kids, it's like it's frowned upon to respect a, a woman. It's frowned upon to even respect a person. You disrespect is what is the norm. So if you respect somebody, yes ma'am, no ma'am, can I or may I or thank you and no and, and instead of hitting that girl in the face with that damn skateboard, I don't know what the situation was, whether she wanted to talk to you or not, which if she didn't want to talk to you and you hit her because of that, that makes the situation even more yeah. fucked up. And it says a lot about yourself. And he needs to take a look at himself, which in this situation, I don't know this kid, but it seems as if he wouldn't be self-aware enough to even look at himself to say he fucked up. And if somebody was to get on him and say that he fucked up, he wouldn't even take heed to that because... That, that ain't cool. That's fond upon. So I just really feel like as long as we have these social media, these things allowed on social media, these things that we see in, in TV, as long as we keep seeing this, we're just going to keep having a generation, a generation, a generation of self-disrespect and disrespect of others. And 
Should they be stronger than that though? Because we had people doing no. crazy stuff like three stooges poking no. in the eyes. And no, if you self govern yourself, yeah. If you self govern yourself, yeah. But I don't think as long as we're in this America, as long as we're in this state, no, we're going to keep having this because this is what they want. They want us to to be to be divided, and they want us to not respect ourselves and to respect others. If you don't respect yourself, you got to respect yourself first before you respect anybody else and if you don't have respect for yourself then you can't you can't have respect for others and they constantly speaking from the black community they constantly put us or give us images to make us not respect ourselves and the crowd that they're targeting is the young crowd and that's the crowd that we need not to target so I just Again, every time I turn around, there's a reason why we should self-govern ourselves. And this is one of the reasons. Shondell Ray said that you're talking real sugar, honey, iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> D, well, you know what? Hold on. If you didn't join us, I, I think we'll go ahead and play it one more time. We'll talk about this video right here, y'all. I dropped it on the floor. Can you have my pen? Where's One last time, D, just for the people who miss it. This happened in Harlem, New York, people. And once again, sorry for showing violence on there, especially in this climate. You know, we want to move away from that as much as we possibly can, but it happened. All right, D. Well, I want to get back to the, the social media point point of this because it's like, okay, why are we, why are this why are you filming? Like what was happening that you had your camera out? Like, you know what I mean? Why are you filming? Uh, that was deep. Yeah, like you know, knew it was what, what are you filming for? Like there's some, there was a reason why that you got your camera phone out and you filming. You know what I mean? Something see what I'm saying? So I, I don't think you can overstate the social media aspect of it. With that being said, every, you know, again, everybody's behavior is not going to be dictated like that. You know, you're talking about, you know, just from what, from, from what I've seen, something wrong with that young man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Something wrong with that young man. Yeah. Something wrong with that young man. And, you know, to, to you know, and, and to take the people around him off, like, I don't know, like, if, if you're there and your homie do something like that, it kind of be kind of shocking. If you don't, you know what I mean. Right, then again, said that, uh, that the fact that his friends were laughing said something. Also. Right, there was something said. going on there because they were filming. It, it, it was something premeditated. It feels to me That's because what are you what are you filming for? That's so it, again, it goes to you know when we get into the deep psychological thing of it. You know the the trauma of of slavery, the trauma of. You know, social engineering, because that's really what we're talking about here, in, in the in the generational curse, the, the 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 degradation of the black woman to where we can feel free to do some shit like this. You know what I mean? Like he shouldn't he shouldn't have felt free to be able to do something like that. Just like you know it's what I mean? Exactly. It, it, it's just, but there's something wrong with that young man. Well, uh, it looks like something wrong with that young man. Makelia Mitchell said, black men are too comfortable. In my opinion, most black men will think twice before hitting a white woman. 
but when it comes to a black woman, they treat us all types of ways. Just like them group of guys that threw the girl in the trash. Very disrespectful, you just mentioned that, and not one person spoke up. Miranda uh, said exactly, Derek, to the point that you were making, and Makelia went on to say, something wrong with all of them in that video. If you sit and watch, you are a part of the problem. If you don't speak up, you are a part of the problem. If you record and don't do anything, you are a part of the problem. Yep. Hold on, let me see. She, let me see. It says Seymour. Okay, I keep hitting it and it keep popping up. Yep, that's it. So, I mean, how do y'all feel about that? Do you think that that is a comfort level thing that you got some brothers out here just comfortable abusing abusing sisters? You think it, it, it is it? Do you think if she was white, white or man. another ethnicity that he would have thought twice about that? Uh, I mean, like, from my age group, from what I've seen. Because I'm assuming he's your age group. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, yeah like, they were young. They were, young. They, they were probably younger yeah. than you. Yeah, I mean, based on, like, what I've seen, especially from my community, there, there's a lot of guys that are comfortable with just slapping it. Like, it happens. You you don't know how many times I see a Facebook post of some girl's uh, baby, I mean, some dude's baby mom making a paragraph with the bruises and black thighs. Like, yeah, uh... I've seen it way too many times, and like, they, I, I don't know what it is, but there there's some type of comfort level for you know what I mean, uh, dudes to be hitting girls like like they're like they're UFC fighters, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it's just like I, I don't know. I think some of it is so much ego. Yeah, ego, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's ego. It's uh, it's insecurity. Insecurity. It's insecurity. What it is? It's a lot. Lack you of know, a lot of things. It's insecurity. It's a, what it I is. think it's a power. Of, yeah. It's a power that thing too. It's yeah. insecurities. Yeah. I saw. I don't think to your uh, question, Rich. I don't necessarily think that it would matter if she was black or white. I just watched the video before we started where this white woman. She was running from this dude, and this black dude was chasing her. I don't know if they was in a relationship or what the background was but all I know is she was running and the grass must have been wet she slipped and he ran on top of her and he was just welling on this white girl and she was balled up trying to defend herself and then he stopped hitting her and he's talking to her like you know like how you demean somebody and he's got his finger all in his face so the next thing you know you see this guy walk away and then these group of black guys run up on him and they start whooping his ass and put him to sleep. And then they just leave him in the sidewalk. He's oh, somebody, landing. Somebody got him. Yeah, so he's that, laying there for about this, 10 minutes. You know, this is what I'm saying. This should have just happened to him. Mm -hmm. How, you, you should never be able to hit a woman like that, especially. Yeah. I'm not saying it might be domestic situations. We don't know what's going on in everybody's house. He's bigger than her. What did he need that skateboard well, see, that's why I, That's when we boil to what it basically is bullying. Right when we talk about this situation, we talk about people who put themselves in a situation. Like we talk about who they want to be police officers because they feel insecure and weak, yeah. and they can. Be, I can become a cop and I can be strong I and I can bully you. Same thing happens in a lot of these situations where this dude, somebody just commented that this this not his first rodeo. No. You see what I'm saying? So you got a guy who puts himself in a situation. Where a lot of men know that you know I can beat a woman up, you know what I mean. I can beat a woman up, so I mean, but exactly. But but not only that. Not only that. They put themselves in a situation where they beat a woman up. Does not go fight back. 
You see what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. And she didn't yeah. like, right. girl didn't like her either. Lay this dude out. He was like, oh, blood. Blah, blah, blah. She like, what? Yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. Well, hey, they, they know. Uh, Go ahead, hit them uh, up. What's up, Marcus Johnson? It's labeled as cute, or people like toxic stuff nowadays yeah, because yeah. it's pretty yeah. a trend. Marcus Johnson, he's watching. We say Happy Father's Day to you, brother, but we're gonna say it again. Happy Father's Day. Happy to you. Father's Day, cuz. So and then Alili went on to say, one of my best friends. So I'm sorry, one of my friends' boyfriend feel comfortable enough to hit her in front of me while she is pregnant. I beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, I've been in that situation where I've been with a female friend. We're hanging out, chilling, nothing crazy. And the dude come in, feeling some type of way. And I don't, he, she, he was calling her phone. And we was kicking it, so we didn't hear the phone ring. We in the house with the music blast, you know, drinking our wine, doing our thing, singing our Mary J. Blige. And he coming in tripping. When I say Not he smacked Jay. the taste out of her. He smacked the taste out of her. Well, we whooped the taste out of him. He was saying, and, and when you be in those situations, it be hard because you know the girl may go back to that guy. So you don't want to get involved, much. but you don't want to sit there and let him jump on her and vice right. versa. Yeah. So, you know, I just dealt you with that. You crossed the line. <laughs> I just dealt with that situation and I moved on and I didn't really speak to her anymore. And I hope she has a. Uh, Got out that situation, but you know he was really whomping on her. Well, I found the other video for uh, reference from the because people mentioned the tossing yeah. trash. I don't know if we want to go down this well, road. We gotta play it real it, quick. It, we want to move on. We want to play it. Okay, let me let me add this to the uh, to the playlist. So what we're talking about though is just maybe we just switch it to violence against women. It's unacceptable. Bottom line. Can can, can we? Choose? I mean, you you know it. That's that's to be said, but then again, like this this whole social media aspect of it just adds a whole different caveat spin to it because a lot of the stuff is done because for it's because of the social media. Yeah, but, yeah everybody wants to, and, and it don't matter what it is about. I, I haven't seen this yet, so. So it's freezing up on me. Oh, wow. Wow, that was see, And it's all, it's, all about the, it's all about the social media. It's all about the camera. It's all about, you know, these cats are probably intoxicated. More than likely, them cats out there hanging out with they probably toxic stupid. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. Toxic hoes. You tapped right. into the full disclosure show, man. I'm Derek Lamont Windsor first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dastly, Miss Lisa Lisa, the little lady in the house. And my two wonderful C's right here, Daymel and DL. We're going to go ahead and move <laughs> on, Miss Lisa Lisa. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and keep it a little light today. And I want to talk about the top five movie scenes that impacted your life and why they impacted you. So I'll go first. So I'm gonna start from- Before you start this, I wanna, two, three questions. She got mad at me for doing that, for beating up her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, she defended him after that, and then she went on to say, Mike, this is Mike Healy and Mitchell, 
there was a group of black women that found the girl that was thrown in the trash can and reached out and gave her a makeover and clothes. And she was so happy. I love seeing our sisters stick together. That's what's That's up. a great end to that story. That's dope. Okay, go ahead, sister. I'm sorry, Queen. So I'm going to go ahead and start off five. Top I mean, five movie moments that impacted you. Yeah, and why? So I'll start off with five, five being released. So when I was younger, I seen this Cinderella movie. And um, that kind of touched me. Just the whole scene of, it was a scene where she was sitting in front of this fireplace and she was just upset and just going over her situation. And she just felt so hopeless and felt so sad and like she had nowhere to go. Um, then it was for <laughs> the five heartbeats. The office hours? <laughs> from nine to five. And the scene that impacted me was, well, it was a couple scenes, but the one that poked out to me in this topic was at the end mm -hmm. where <laughs> Eddie Kane, Baby Doll was in church, and they were singing, and then the camera just came up on him real slow, and he had the mic, and he was singing. And, came right, in, and yeah. Duck, he stood up, clapping, he was so proud of his homeboy. That scene impacted me because it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he went through all these crazy things, and he was on drugs, and if you remember the movie, his father was shitting on him, and everybody was just shitting on him, and plus what he had done to uh, the manager, and at the end, he was able to get himself together. And they never gave up on him. We, you know, like at the barbecue, they mm -hmm. always like, nah, come, come. You was when part you said of this five group. Heartbeats, I knew what scene you was going to go to. Yeah. You say that. They was also was su supportive of him. So that was that. And then it was the color purple. And I don't even know. Ooh. I can't even. The whole movie was just yeah. so impactful. And now that I'm older now, it really means more to me than it did when I was younger. Yeah. And nah, when they separated them. When they when separated, they, oh, yeah. Silly and the nah. sister. Yeah, I can't watch that scene. They, when they yeah. went, when Matt Bowser was pulling them apart. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and and another scene was when, maybe lose my train of thought. Um, Singing in the church. You know I love that scene yeah, too. Yeah. But God no. is trying to tell you something. Yeah. 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 When, when, when the dad gets it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember the scene where uh, Seely was getting ready to shave Mr. <laughs> and it was and it was yeah. like later yeah. on where uh, Suge ran mm. and she grabbed that, grabbed her hand. Yeah. I'm like, I, I've been there so many times. Like, well, Y'all know my story, my background story. So there's so many times there that I felt like I could have went there with what I was going through. And I just needed somebody to grab my hand and be like, uh-uh, girl, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. And I kind of had that person in my life. So that whole movie, but I think maybe that scene in particular was so, was like, impactful. And um, what's love got to do with it? You know that it's my movie and my whole family like I watched that movie and I literally do scene for scene the singing the movie the dancing the whole thing and I make my family mad as hell because you say I act out the whole movie so don't watch that movie with me 
but one of the most impactful scenes was the second time she went to the bar and they was looking for somebody to sing for the uh, group. And she was raising her hand and she came in there. She had that white dress on. You couldn't tell her she wasn't the shit. So she finally got out there and she walked up there and she grabbed that mic and she just belled it. And it was like, damn, like, that took so much courage. That took so much power to follow a dream that she had. And at that time, it wasn't something that women did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for her to be able to stand out and do something that she was uncomfortable doing because if you remember the movie, she had been practicing in the bathroom. She didn't want nobody to hear what she was saying. You know what I'm saying? That was just so powerful to me because there's things that I want to do in my life that deal with music. And I'm like, I need to, I need to invoke my inner Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. And just the whole, I'm not going to lie, this might sound crazy, but the scene where I smacked her over that couch, like to this day, that is still the ultimate movie slap mm-hmm. of all movies. Yeah. You felt that. I like, did. Damn, I felt I... that like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he smacked the black off of her, literally. Number one? And number one, well, number two and number one was kind of a tie, but I'm going to go ahead. The top number one movie was The Wiz. That movie is, y'all might be like, what the fuck? What the hell is going on? But I posted it earlier in the week when uh, Michael Jackson was on the pole and the crows was around him and they was talking or whatever, and he sang that song. Like, that song to me meant so much then and it means even more to me now because I really feel like we fucking can't win no matter what the fuck we do we can't fucking win so those are my top five movies and I digress movie scenes, movie scenes. that impacted you <laughs> you wanna go Rich uh, I got put together a little okay put together uh, <laughs> like I said I like I said my the movies I've you know I mean mostly seen have been more because like I said, I've seen Boys in the Hood Friday, but I haven't been deep down that rabbit hole genre. But uh, so mine goes like this, and, and for me, it's all about symbolism. What does the scene symbolize? You know what I mean? And how does it translate to kind of real life in a way? Mm-hmm. So the first one in like the the top five, I have a five A and five B. Five A is a, an amazing Spider-Man two when uh, Spider-Man at the end. When Gwen Stacy died, uh, when it, he shot the web and he was trying to save her after he defeated the villain, and she still hit her neck on the ground, mm-hmm. and that was like the first time in the movie for me where like the superhero didn't complete the mission. You know what I mean? Because he lost his girl. You know what I mean? He 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 tried. You know what I mean? But she still died, and that really like went there and showed like the risk of. You know what I mean? It just it was so deep because usually it's the cliche. He gets he beats the bad guy. He saves a girl, happy day, happy life. You know what I mean? But in this one, you know what I mean? He beat the bad guy, but he threw her off the thing. He couldn't save her. It's mm-hmm. like, man, like that's how it really would be. You can't save everyone every time. So that scene symbolically was uh, in, impactful. The and then five B would be uh, in Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith when Anakin went from Jedi to Dark Side. Mm-hmm. The whole uh, yeah, the whole transition from Jedi. So when he fought uh, Obi at the lava and put on a Darth Vader costume, mm-hmm. was bone chilling, man. Like 
That's like a lot was, of esoteric meanings in them. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, man. So, like, and, and I don't, I'm not real big in, on the Star Wars franchise, but that scene right there, where like just how he trained, he started with him killing the kids, and you know what I mean. The, the dark guy would kept talking to him, and he kept, you know what I mean. Just the whole transition yeah. from Jedi and being to the seduced side. to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that <clears throat> scene, uh, number four would be. In the Dark Knight, when Batman and Joker had the interrogation in jail, and Joker was like, he was like, uh, you know what I mean? When the chips are down, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. And he was pretty much talking in, in a real life term, yeah, but, and then, you know what I mean? That whole just back and forth where you was seeing his perspective of things was like, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that was before Thanos where we were sympathizing with villains. Yeah. Like, he was one of the first ones to really take it there. Uh, number three, is uh, in Man of Steel when Superman kills General Zod. Okay? Oh, yeah. And yeah. the reason why that one was impactful to me is because, like I said, Superman is your, you know what I mean? He's your America's superhero, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. in that movie, for him to have to have killed the bad guy when superheroes don't kill means that he was pushed to limbs yeah. to that point, you know what I mean? And then, like I said, that, that's deep. Uh, number two would be. In Spider-Man 2, when uh, he threw his suit away, when he lost his powers, he oh, just walked yeah. away from it. He just had a regular life. Now, that's like it's that's symbolic in so many ways. You know what I mean? How you're going to look at it, whether it's like you a player hanging up your cape. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's like when when he lost his powers, he just threw it in the trash, walked away. The thunder mm-hmm. shined on it, and he was just walking regular day. And then number one would be uh, an eight mile after <clears throat> after Eminem had the rap battle at the end, he killed everybody. Uh, when when everything was said and done, they was all hyping him up like, yeah, what, rabbit, rabbit, what? And he was like, they was like, yeah, what's next for you? And he was like, man, I'm going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just took his little trash bag of clothes, walked out through the peace sign up, and everybody was like, what? hey, y'all, if y'all watching, y'all got a movie scene that impacted you? You know, put it in the comments, share it with us. Movie, you got a top five or any movie scene? Oh. Any movie scene? Just I, give us one or two that you can think of. Don't do movies if it's a, if it's a video game, cause that's all that comes to mind. I can't sit and do movies right yeah, now. Yeah. I take all day, but like I've been playing a lot of video games during the pandemic. So so that's what that's what's recent. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you the Walking Dead video games. Yeah, what just as every bit as good as the show. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just just a long story short. So Clementine is the main character. Put it put it short. She loses just about every every adult influence she's ever, you know, once once the zombie apocalypse hits, okay. you know, she loses just about every influential adult that had a, she's encountered. Wow. And by the end of it, now she's 16, and she's got to take care of this kid. It's, it's not hers. It was someone in her group's mm-hmm. kid yeah, who died, and now it's left her, and everybody in that group is gone now. It's her, it's her responsibility mm-hmm. to take care of it. The scene I'll use is, uh, I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to play the game, but I just I won't, I won't give away the details. But by the end of the game, you're now playing as the kid. Oh, the one she's taking care yeah, of. Yeah, the one she's taking okay. care of. The, throughout that point, you're playing as her. As her. But in the last scene, you're playing as him. For the gamers. But but you know, just just watching her journey, because it's four games. 
So, so just watching everything she's seen and went through to see her finally, you know, she, she finally wins, basically. Mm, right, right. That is the best best way I could put it. But you're seeing it through the eyes of this kid who didn't who didn't see all the, he didn't see all the struggle right. that she went through. That she went through. All he sees was the stuff she did for him, the people she had to kill for him, basically. And mm. you know, it, that, that's what resonates with me in my mind. For y'all just yeah. joining us, you tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont was the first. Bobby Rich Green. F you, nigga. <laughs> Robert said, uh, you can't win? Yeah. My, my mama made me understand what that meant. Uh, let me see. Happy Father's Day. Shayla Turner said, Happy, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you so you. much, Shayla. Um, Brian said, I know that moment. I, I felt that emotion. It must have been when you were talking about your stuff, Lisa, about uh, Color Purple. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, let me see. Oh, thank you, Nina Shamia. Shamia said happy Father's Day. Thank you, thank you. I don't know why What's I ain't up, Patrick getting all the comments called? over here. Alili said, uh, the help. When she feared her, that give <laughs> 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 me every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tina was a happy daddy day. And the color purple, Roots. Uh, Ooh. Guess Ooh, who's roots. coming to dinner? Yeah. When they chopped his foot off and he couldn't oh, run no more. Oh, Ooh. that hurt yeah, my soul. Hey, Tina, thank you, baby. And then Veronica Thornton said, uh, the never in the story. Oh, yeah. Uh, the moment where, and I don't know, Atu uh, is in the third door. And the, I'm sorry, y'all, you know my eyes been messed up. Uh, the, I can't tell what I can't saying. even get the comment. It says the never the third gate. Yeah, read that. Uh, it's at the third door, and the elf tells why the third gate is so horrifying for most warriors as they have faced their true selves. Mm. That's pretty deep. Y'all ain't yeah. seen that movie in so yeah, long. Yeah. I forgot all about that movie. Mm -hmm. Well, see, mine a little different. I'm a little older than y'all, so I just, it's a whole bunch of movies that impacted me. You know, like, mm -hmm. I grew up on, like, Car Wash, Which Way Is Up, the, the whole nine. One of the scenes, just honorable mention, is when Richard Pryor came in, and then uh, Bill Duke's character uh, was just hard. He yeah. just turned the mother, he was hard. And uh, Richard Pryor, and I think it was the Pointer Sisters with them, and they sang, uh, they sang the song, mm -hmm. Uh, if you got to believe in something, yeah, why, why not, not believe? believe in me? Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was, was a deep scene, man. I was like, for that to be in a comedy yeah. was a strong scene. You know, if y'all ever wanted to come over and watch old movies, I, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> so I spend time like watching old black movies. So I've seen a lot of a lot of things. So I'm just gonna run through it. Really, ain't no particular order for me. They all had an impact. Everything yeah. that I'm about to say had an impact for me. So I actually go from. I'll go back from my number one down. Just just, yeah. just do that way. Uh, school Days. Mm. So School Days was a seminal movie by Spike Lee. Have you ever seen it? Y'all ever seen it? You got to watch it. Just watch it the other day. If y'all going to stay, we can put it in. We watch that. I think, I think it's a must watch. Uh, Spike Lee being a lover of musicals, believe it or not. So it's a, it's a black musical. You know, a lot of people mm. ain't even know it was a musical, right. but it was. So um, there's a scene where they, they get into a fight. And that just ain't my scene yet. There's a scene where they get into a fight at the step show. I don't want to give them too much away. You know, black and gold, yeah. ice, ice, baby. So they said some things and it's, that you can't say now. Right. But they said some things, but there was a fight. But there was really tension there because Spike Lee separated the cast. I don't know mm -hmm. if you knew this. Yeah. He kept the light-skinned people with the light-skinned people mm -hmm. and the dark-skinned people with the dark-skinned people. He put the light-skinned people in a better hotel. He put the dark-skinned people in a crappy hotel. So it was really tension on that set. But it was a scene where they went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. 
And you know, yeah, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson was right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he because he did uh he did uh coming to America around that same time too. But yeah, so it was a scene where he was like, "Y'all ain't nothing. Y'all niggas just like us." And and then my man Lawrence Fishburne walked up to him and just said this, "We are not niggas." No, no, because he said you are you're not a nigga. Yeah, yeah. He just it was just one yeah. of the most powerful scenes yeah. I've ever seen yeah. in a movie, like. He was telling you, we got to get that mentality out of our head. This is a movie is 33 years old. That. He was that. My man, that. That. My man, that. That said that. Number two, Menace to Society. It was a scene, main character, Kane, was talking to his grandfather, and his grandfather stopped. He said, Kane, do you care whether you live or die? And Kane was like, I don't know. I'm like, man, that that was, that, that, that just Grabbed yeah. you. And then at the yeah. end of the movie, he was like, Yeah, dude. My grandfather asked yeah. me whether I live or die. Now it's too no, late. No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, not, so it's funny. I'm, I'm picking first, y'all, you ain't a nigga. You should care whether you live or die. Y'all kind of see a theme going on yeah, right here, right? right. right. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I didn't even write this down. We, we just talked about this. As you were doing it, I said, Okay, let me just, just think. Number three, believe it or not, Shawshank Redemption. So Shawshank Redemption got this scene. Have y'all seen that movie? That's a classic. It's a classic. Shawshank Redemption is a classic. It's a classic movie. Yeah, that's good. I, I watch it every time it come on. Every time. You know the movie. And you watch yeah. it like you just right. seen it. I do, man. I watch it every time it come on. You stop, you know, it's like Forrest Gump, where it's like yeah. The Matrix. It's yeah. one of the movies that, you know. So it was a scene. Um, God, dog, I can't think of his name. Little, little, little guy. He was like, man, you either gotta get busy living or get busy dying. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what life is about. Get busy. Do something. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. You might as well just get busy living and enjoy this life. Yep. You know, uh, because he 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 wrote his name such a McIntyre, then he hung himself. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He hung himself. And then uh Morgan Freeman was about to hang himself, but went to go see old boy. Number number two. Cause now is in reverse. Malcolm X. Mm. I think I think anybody who know me could know yeah. these the movies are gonna be picking mm. Malcolm X. Believe it or not, it was some great scenes in the movie. But the most powerful scene to me is when the police beat up that brother, mm-hmm. and he was right. They, they, they yeah. just, within the inch of his life, and he was at the hospital, and they ran. They told Malcolm, and you know people up there they, they yelling, they shouting, we disorganized like we always are, right? He showed with the nation, boy. So they they marching they they marching and he like he he checked everybody mm-hmm. and then when he was done he put his hands up he did this and they all just and they left him. what the dude say no black man should have that much power well you know Michael Max it is this one it is that one scene you know what scene I'm talking about with a white girl approach up what can I do at the college yeah, yeah. And he was like no. that's my second <laughs> 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 that's my second <laughs> 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 But you know, after he came back from Mecca, he was changed. Just yeah, didn't go into that. Right. So I think the move, I think the book impacted me more than the, the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to the. Well, you yeah. got to see the book. The book makes it even more. Yeah, right. yeah. y'all got to definitely the read the book. Right. If y'all right. have not read it. Y'all definitely have to read it. Oh, and, what's the number one? And, and, and my number, my number eight. <laughs> the number eight, juice. Oh yes, yeah. juice. Now you can just say most of the scenes with Bishop in it. Tupac did his thing. This is a great one of the greatest performances. Man, I I felt Bishop. 
So it's the locker scene. <laughs> so Q go to his locker and blow a dust off his books. He ain't been there. And man, when he shut the locker, Bishop was there. Bum, 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 bum. Like, oh, shit. Get your at me. But when he told him, you know, I ain't shit, I ain't gonna be shit, you know, leading up to this. And when he was like, you know, when, when I decide, like, when I decide, yeah, cause I got the juice, the ego, that that a lot of that thing that leads a lot of our youth down that path, down that, that path, path. That's of it. power. You know, he was empowered with that pistol. Well, that was a thick movie. It, it just changed the whole tide of that movie. What's so up, that, Rico? That was, that was it. So going back, school days, Minister Society, Shawshank Redemption, Malcolm X, and and Juice, but Bishop, yeah, almost yeah, all Bishop scenes yeah. yeah. in that movie because the, his his you can see his character arc. It was just as powerful. We got some where yeah, we got some involved. Uh, what's up, Tina? She back, Trezana, Veronica. What's up, Rico? Tina said, uh, a raisin in the sun. When he said, a man isn't a man till he has walked on his own. Till he's walking on his own floors. Roots. My name is Kunta Kinta. Yeah, when well, they tried to beat him, he oh, said your name. Yeah, told me, yeah. you about to get us all mad yeah. and in our feelings. Color purple. <laughs> All my life, I, I had to fight. fight. <laughs> <laughs> I killed him dead. I'm about to go and watch all these. I'm about to be up all night. Tina hit him on the head. Yeah. Uh, Lily said, I have to come over uh, and, and watch. Oh, come on. I, yeah. I put it on the big screen. We're going to watch come. it. What's going on, Rico? Happy Father's Day. That's a good day. Happy Father's Day, Rico. Rico. Yeah. And uh, hey, Miranda Flea said yes. All right, D. When we get into my top five, I'm <laughs> saying... Number five, Purple Rain. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. The scene in Purple Rain that impacted me, I always go back to the, to, to the end. You know, after Prince had went through, he watched his, his father beat his mom. His father yeah. tries to commit suicide. And he's sitting in his locker. He's sitting in before his last... He went through the turmoil with his girlfriend and left his, 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 his band don't like you no more. And he's sitting there and Morris Day and the Times just did a killer set. They just <laughs> killed it and they walked past his locker room and then they Morris Day leans back and he says, How's the family? <laughs> oh man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. How's the family? We just joined by Jerome Jackson. Jerome Jackson, happy Father's Day. And then, and then, you know, yeah, and then so he goes on and then he plays Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Now, at that moment when I seen him, you know, that it was like, I felt where he was at at that, like everything, his whole life was a shambles. And, you know, and he finally did the song that his band had worked on. When he at least Right, right. And then every time I watch, any time I hear the song Purple Rain or watch the movie, that scene always stays with me. Number four. Malcolm X again. We have Malcolm. We both have Malcolm X, but different scenes. My scene is the scene at the end when we know what's getting ready to happen, and they play the same Sam Cook. Uh, a change gonna come, and you and it's Spike Lee. About to start crying now. man. <laughs> Spike Lee's camera work as he's walking, and the thing like I've been like you could tell he Malcolm X was tired, man. Mm-hmm. He was tired. They was wearing him down. He, he knew what was coming. And if you've seen the documentary, everybody, they even said if they didn't get him in, they was going to get yeah. him another time. It was going down. Was going down. And I 
felt it's times when I just was tired, man. Like, all right, it's over with. Let's yeah. get it. If it's gonna get it over, let's get it over yeah. with. Like Bill said, and that scene, man. Yeah, you get the eyes watering and everything. Yeah. Number three, gotta go with the Matrix. And the scene, red pill, blue pill. And when Morpheus is breaking down what the Matrix is, the Neo. I remember I had my because it was yeah. he was breaking down the real like you start pitching yourself yeah, it real, like it was real shit and I remember I feel like I took the wrong yeah, pill right I I, man I remember seeing that scene and I just I was like whoa yeah. whoa we are definitely living in the matrix Sophia Stewart wrote that didn't she no yeah yeah no doubt number two boys in the hood God. always got to go to boys in the hood. Now I could go to the scene, special shout out to the scene where Doe let me out. But that ain't the scene I'm talking about. The scene is, I always go back to when they were kids and they were playing and they were throwing the football and get a little nigga the ball back. That scene was taken straight from my life. And I remember when I saw Boys in the Hood, I was like, whoa. That that was the first time I went to a movie and I saw myself. I saw uh, I saw. It was like a. It was like that scene right there had happened to me so many times. You know, yeah. you little bit. You you look at the boy. He ain't gonna want it. Daddy bought that ball. You know what I mean? That yeah. scene was just yeah. so real to me. It was like the first time when I seen it. Like, and it, it, if you remember when Boys in the Hood was kind of marketed, it was marketed as this gangster type shoot 'em up type movie. But when you went to see it, that scene was like, no, nah, this ain't what this is. This movie's about to be yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I that scene like, let yeah. me know that, oh, this is movie is about yeah. to be something yeah. You know what I mean? And number one, without a question of a doubt, the Antoine Fisher story. Yeah. And if anybody have seen that movie, the end part, man, where Family reunion. Antoine Fisher's story first is took place in Cleveland. The brothers were from Cleveland. Right on Drexel. Yeah. It, and so it's, it's right in the hood. Did y'all know him? Nah, I didn't know him. But, uh, you know, you see everything. His, 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 he was an orphan. He was trying to find his father, which I can relate to. You know what I mean? Wow. And, they, and they went and they found him. Right? And then when they found him, they was like, you know, we can take it to your mom. Your mom stayed right down the street. And he was like, okay. Yeah. And and he went to meet his mom. And she didn't know what to say. She was so ashamed, whatever, whatever. But the scene after that, when he comes back to the house, and his whole family is there. Yeah. And I get choked up. I mean, because his grandfathers, uncles, yeah. brothers, cousins. That scene, yeah. man, every time, every time I watch that movie, I can't. I, I break down. I'm about to break yeah. down. Now. You know what I mean? Because that, hey man, that's that's powerful. That hit me so deep. Yeah. Like wanting to know my father's people. Like and and they like just well, come on in, baby. Yeah, on, you yeah, know that's that's your grandma. That's a powerful, powerful scene. Yeah. Anybody never seen that movie, man? That's a powerful that's movie. That's from here. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. Too. It was yeah. Yeah, so it was so much more about that movie just resonated with me. Yeah, you made you, you know hit me I mean? over here. Like, yeah, yeah. So we, since we got the guest slide in there, you got any mo- moments, man, that you want to throw up in there? Come on, I mean, this way. You said moments. Yeah, just any moments that resonated with you personally, like movie moment. Movie moment. And why you thinking of something? Hold on, we got uh, Veronica said, yeah, I think we read that that moment of truth. Tina said, hey, hey, love y'all. Veronica went on to say, yeah, but he came back with my shit. Baby, I'm a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
end part, man. That whole part from the end. No one can tell you uh, you're the one. With Neo, no one can tell you you're the one. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I didn't realize that that was, um, God, dog, we were just talking about that. What is that? Uh, a play on words. And uh, it, I very rarely lose my mm-hmm. thought process. But Neo, the one. Yeah. What is that called? Because well, it's the same thing. One and Neo. I, somebody know what I'm talking about. Type it in there for me. When the word is two things. Double on like anagram. That's an anagram, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's anagram, yeah. All right, so you get, you got shit. Did they give you a chance to get your stuff together? Yeah, it, it's just one movie that, like, I, I think of on the back, the magic chips. Y'all going to yeah. go on a trip. Remember when he dropped it from the building? Yeah, when the And it's like, you got the juice now? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? That was the most positive moment of that man's life. I'm going to tell you why. He had the option to do one one thing or another. We never got to see the outcome of it, mm-hmm. right? But left in your mind, what would you do? I think that was the deepest part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was like, now that you see all the negative that can happen, what's your next action? Mm-hmm. What do you gonna, What are you going to take from this to make things either better or worse? Wow, didn't think about that. So, so for me... When I think of that, I think of Juice. Yeah. Juice is one of them joints, man. We want. Yeah. And that was a hot joint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic yeah. movie. Yeah. We y'all tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Red Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa, Lisa, the little lady of the house, special guest. They mail Derek, my man Jerome Jackson just came in the house. Happy Father's Happy Day to you, Father. bro. Father. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, man. Everybody for participating. This was a great show, fun, man. Fun. Oh yeah, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Fun. So yeah. you know, hey man, tell the people in your life you love them. But tomorrow ain't promised. All love, all day. Peace, peace. We out. Stay loyal.